Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Out in the back seat of my 60 Chevy. He's like if John Cougar Mellencamp stayed John Cougar. You know, like if John Cougar Mellencamp didn't lean into like, I'm going to try to do something artistic. He was like, I'm just going to be Johnny Cougar. That's who I think Bob Seger is. And also, I had never thought that that sounds like Van Morrison. It makes me laugh so hard. It's such a great <laughs> joke where he's like, you know, what? I, I kind of like that Van Morrison and that the Tupelo Hunter song is real pretty. If only it was about fucking, then we'd have some. <laughs> 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys. Fancy craft beer. No, no, just good old American Pilsner right here. Bud Light. Uh, I didn't have any Coors Light in the fridge. Happy Bob Seeger Day. <laughs> I don't, you can't, it's too bad this is an audio only podcast because uh, Ben's face is communicating volumes about his excitement about Bob Seeger Day. Yeah, well. I decided we are, at least you guys can have a gas up if you want, but I'm taking a pee break. <laughs> <laughs> You can call this Detroit Part 2. You can call this the Bob Seeger Gas Up episode. Uh, whatever you call it, we are going to have a lot of fun with Robert Seeger tonight on the uh, 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys podcast here on the Electrocast Podcast Network. Check us out on Facebook or Threads or Instagram. Great content coming your way with uh with, with the three of us and our vast musical knowledge. Indeed. But gonna be a little stretched tonight. Can't say I'm a I'm a Seeger aficionado, but I love to learn. I love to learn. Yeah, Timmy, but, you're gonna cover the biography, right? Because I did nothing I, on that. I, I am, I am. I but you both of you have a favorite Bob Seeger song. Is that correct? Favorite's such an ugly word for what I have. <laughs> okay. Uh, but Jeff, you said you liked uh, Night Moves. And I have one song I kind of like, and I'm prepared to talk about why. Okay. Yep. And I went back and listened to, I don't know, Ben, if you did this, but I listened to some Bob Seger this week intentionally, oh, which is the first time in my life that I've I have, that. Dude, I've listened to the This Is Bob Seger. <laughs> the Spotify the deep thing. cuts. 
the entire thing. So I did not, um, I can't say that I listened to all three hours and 52 minutes of it because uh, I skipped when I, I got annoyed. So that means I probably spent about, I, did, I mean, I did spend a medium amount of time doing it. It was, it was really a tough get. Can you now quickly called, now that 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 playlist is now called that was Bob Seger. <laughs> uh, ben, can you quickly share with our audience the uh, text you sent us earlier in the day with, uh, from your office? Oh yeah, so I'm I'm listening to the this is Bob Seger, and the way my office is set up, I I have a kind of fancy speakers attached to my computer, and I listen to it out loud while I'm working. So it's Friday afternoon. So I'm not expecting anybody to come in. Knock knock knock. In comes sort of a female colleague. And I'm in the middle of <laughs> I love to watch her strut by Bob Seeger. <laughs> and I like I'm like trying to hit stop playing and it won't stop. And I'm like, stop, 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 stop. And then I stop and then I turn to her and she probably didn't even notice, but I'm like, no, I don't even like Bob Seeger. And I definitely don't like that song. And she was like, uh, okay. And then I was like, no, no, I, I do a podcast. And so for the podcast, I had to listen to Bob Seger. And that's why I'm listening to Bob Seger. And that's a bad song. And she was like, okay, sure. Listen, I just want to see if we're coming to that meeting on Monday. Yes, I'll be there. Oh Thanks for coming. God. Oh, my God. That's a horrifying uh, position. The, the podcast. It's put not you in. my fault that Bob Seger wrote a song called I Love to Watch Her Strut and that it's so unbelievably awful yeah. or that I was forced to listen to it. I immediately got on my headphones to listen to the rest of the stupid mix with my headphones. <laughs> and yet somehow it's all of our faults at the same um, time. Oh, no, I blame this. It's 100 percent on Timmy. And Timmy, I actually <laughs> have a question for you. Yeah, please, please. All right. So before the Detroit podcast, uh-huh. Tim was like, I think we have too much. We should break it out and have a gas up for Bob Seeger. And Jeff was being Jeff super kind was like, ha ha ha. I don't think that's necessary. And I was like, you, you must be fucking kidding me. No way. Are we doing that? That's a terrible idea. And anyway, then Tim just lets us blather all the way up to the end of the thing. And he's like, well, that was weird. Well, we ran out of time. There's Boy, no time. Foreseen it. I could cover Bob Seeger the remaining three minutes that I have, which would have been plenty, but nope. Now we get the separate Bob Seeker one. And then so, I was actually speculating as coach of the year for volleyball, whether this was like some kind of really deep Vince Lombardi trick where you're mm. like, you know, Ben Barton plays well angry. I'm going to see if I can get a little an angry <laughs> Ben Barton performance tonight. Or it's Paul Westhead in winning time season two. So we'll see which one it is. So, uh, yeah, so it's um, so far in the gas ups, it's uh, Bob Dylan, Tom Petty and Bob Seeker. Yep, the trifecta, the, the holy trinity. By the All way, right. I have to shout out my our, our devoted listener, Cal, for finding the Smokey Robinson ad that has the guy who says, <laughs> but dad, it's Smokey, and no. sending it to me on Facebook. I that am so grateful. Awesome. I watched it like eight times. What is the commercial for? It's for the great, Smokey Robinson's greatest Oh, it hits. really is? And it's okay. one of those, those TV, like, send 1995 to P.O. Box uh, 28, like all the original hits. It's oh, great. Man. That is great. That is great. All right. Robert Clark Seeger was born May 6th, 1945 at the Henry Ford Hospital in Detroit, Michigan. His first cry was raspy and soulful. All about the heart. All about the heartache he felt after this first rejection by a woman. Is that from your new book? That's my new book. <laughs> comes out in the fall is that the first line of your new book bob seeger american pilgrim all right um 
when he was 10, dad abandoned the family, just peaced out to California, and their kind of middle-class existence ends. His mother would struggle to provide for Bob and his brother for the remainder of his childhood. You, you heard the story of why he left, right? Why? Because he had a toy piano. He was playing the fire inside. And the dad was like, <laughs> I can't stand here for another minute. I'm out. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, this, this, this is going to be a good 30 rough. minutes. This is going to be rough. Uh, well, let's get right to um, his, his catalog here with uh, – with his most popular song. Before you play it, Jeff Simons, Bob Seger only had one number one hit. Could either of you name what his number one hit was? The song I'm selecting. That is correct. Shakedown. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna hold off on Shakedown and instead play a little clip of his <laughs> most played song on Spotify, old time rock and roll, Jeff Simons. Wait. How's that song go again? I don't know if I've ever <laughs> I've ever heard this one. This is one of those deep cuts that they tell us all about. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Seriously? <laughs> thumbs so, down. Um, here's what I'll say about the, about Bob Seger's uh, Spotify page. Uh -huh. His five most played songs are basically his five good songs. Old Time Rock and Roll, Night Moves, Still the Same, Against the Wind, Hollywood Nights. Like That basically covers it pretty much. Wait, and you... two of those songs suck. Still the Same gonna... sucks. Wait, you old time don't... rock and roll sucks. Do you like Hollywood Nights? Are you coming around? No, but I mean, uh, like, like at least, like, it, it's like for some bands, you would be like, oh no, no you don't like the the most play, like the Rolling Stones. That would be a weird thing to just be like, go play the top five songs. Right, That's right. Fun. This top five played songs gives you the. It, it not only does it give you a good waterfront for them, but it, it's the, that that's a true best of. That's it. Like you if, if you don't you like this, stop right there. Yeah, if you don't like this, then you're it's a you're you're really really not going to like the other things that sound exactly like it. L listen, when yeah. you do the this is Bob Seger experience, you know how many songs there are that are all time rock and roll. It's such a that's amazing. There are quite a few. Um, amazing. So here's the problem with that song, Timmy. That's unforgivable. This is yeah. 1978 in Detroit, one of the absolute capitals of soul music, mm. at the height of disco's popularity. Right when the disco sucks movement yeah, is happening right. and it gets really racist yeah. and weird and their riot breaks out in Comiskey Park. This is a bad moment for a long-haired white guy to be like, don't try to take me to a disco. I mean, it's just... By the way, it's not a bad time. He cashed in on that. It was the perfect I know, but it's <laughs> like the dude who's getting all the press right now for the rich men north of Richmond yeah, thing. Like, right. it's a bad look. And I don't believe that about Bob Seger at all. I think he's probably actually... A legitimate man of the people. I believe his Wikipedia page describes his politics as moderate down the line, as a direct quote from him. But this song <laughs> reeks of like, of like rock and roll versus 
everything know, else. Non rock and roll yeah, air right. quotes, you know, the by the people the who like stuff. to roller skate and can dance. Yeah. So I don't but, I don't dig it at all. And Tom Cruise dancing his underwear to this is precisely as funky as the song is. Like that scene. And by the way, business. that's why it's his most played song by a mile. Yep. It's because of oh, yeah. it has nothing. I mean, I can't imagine this was a hit. He the does. other thing I think is hilarious about Bob Seeker is he's he's very helpful to remind you what genre of music you're listening to. Yes, in old case time you rock get and lost. roll, rock and roll never forgets. Yep. Like a rock, I'm like, what 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 do, what am I listening to? Right, rock and roll. Thank you. That's I I really appreciate that because sometimes I get very confused. He the other thing that kills me about it is I'm like it's just like there's <laughs> it's just so sad for classic rock. Like in 1978, it was already dated and useless. Like, oh, there was a song about how bad rock music was in 1978. This really hurts my feelings. That's a really well, good like, point. the thing is that's so funny about that is like, what what precisely is he talking about? He must be talking about like the 50s, right? I'm thinking maybe he's talking about the 1930s. I like that old time rock and roll. Like it ain't don't mean a thing if you ain't got that swing, you know? Like, uh, yeah. Well, well he, he has cre- 18 Chuck Berry songs, so I assume he, he's talking about Chuck Berry. Yeah, he credits yeah, he credits Little Richard. As he credits being, Chuck Berry in this song. They're playing yeah. Chuck's licks all over the place yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then in the other song, it's like all Chuck's children. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's his first instrument is guitar, of... Jeff, right? Not piano? Or is, or is, he's not a Bob's piano player. A, Bob's a guitar player. Yep. Yeah. He might uh, play the piano, too. I You'll be shocked to learn that I've never actually seen old Bob play live or seen a video of him playing live i've only ever seen the album I, covers of him mid like ah like i, live I have a all I the have album a video. covers of that hairy beast really up close like with his mouth open i do have a video <laughs> to share with you guys of uh, a live singer performance i'll talk about that in a second uh which eagles member did he roll with uh, in his younger days in Detroit, they're both on the music scene Super trying to make easy. It. Glenn Fry. Glenn Fry is correct. That will and, play into my story. And which yeah. song did Bob Seger write for the Eagles? Oh, he wrote um, uh, the one of the worst ones, "The Long Run." Right? No, it's or, uh, very similar to what we just heard. "Heartache Tonight." He wrote yes, "Heartache Tonight." Indeed, which is so the, perfect. <laughs> wow! Did he really? He wrote "Heartache Tonight." He wrote. He sure did, Mister Mister Eagles Live. Oh, tonight, I know. So here's the video you want to wow. watch. You want to go to the Kennedy Center Honors for the Eagles. Obama's oh, there. The you. Eagles are there. And Bob Seeger comes out and does Heartache Tonight. And it's the strangest uh, live performance I've ever seen. He's bent over the whole time, like not even looking at the audience, like just trying to get the right voice. It's going to be a heartache. Tonight. I was like, this is insane. Um, so check it out. Poor, Bob. poor Obama. God, that must have been a long <laughs> night for old Barack. He's like, well, how do we not have Q-Tip and Tribe up there? Who are these guys? <laughs> he is sitting next to Timothy V. Schmidt, clapping yeah. along. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we got that question already. All right. He had two top 40 hits from movie soundtracks. You both saw these movies. I'm sure of it. These are big 80s movies for guys like us. And one of them starred Ralph Macchio and one of them starred Jim Belushi. What are the two movies where Bob Seger had hits from those soundtracks? Right. So we're not so we're not counting shit down. That's correct. That that was the huge blow up hit from Beverly Hills okay. Cop 2, I think. 
He's got two other, and these are songs made for the soundtrack, not, yep. not and like old released, time rock and roll. No, just released uh, by themselves, became top 40 hits. This is fantastic. This is making me really happy. Me um, too. You, it, I mean, it must it's have been obvi- Karate Kid 2 or 3. It's obviously not Karate Kid. It must have been 2 or 3, though. Nope. What I, else? I mean, was, what was other? Crossroads? I mean, like there's like we're running out of Ralph Macchio. I know. Pretty I quick. know. It's so good. Uh, I'll give you another star. Uh, Nick Nolte was also in this movie. Nick Nolte and Ralph oh. Macchio were in a movie. Yes, yes. Is it that movie where Nick Nolte has a toothache the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> no, it it was the movie Teachers. Teachers. Oh my God, yeah, Teachers! I knew it would come back to you. See, look, see, I'm a professor, so I never saw that. That's the problem. He, he ah, had, fuck you. He. <laughs> Yeah, you guys watching the training video, right? Wasn't that you're like, <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I'm they show doing. it at the orientation every year. It's really every helpful. year. Uh, Bob Seger's uh, hit <laughs> understanding came from teachers, and Jim Belushi, Rob Lowe, Demi Moore, Elizabeth Perkins. She's about, having a baby about last night. Oh, I remember that movie. Jim Belushi's in that movie, yeah, he's the best friend. I have no recollection. I mean, I've seen that movie, but I didn't remember him being in it at all. All right. Shame on the Moon was a single that reached number two and held the spot for four consecutive weeks in 1983, but it could not knock off this number one hit in 1983. Billie Jean. It was Billie Jean. Excellent. Poor Wait, Bob Seger. Bob Seger has a song called Shame on the Moon? That is correct. <laughs> no, I never even heard it. Was it was number on, two for four weeks. Bob Seger. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to keep listening, Ben. You can't turn it off. You got to keep going. Here we go. I'm, I'm queuing up some Shame on the Moon. All right, go ahead. Not a number two hit in 1983. Four weeks. Until you've been beside a man, you don't know what he wants. No. You got to be beside awful. the man for a while. That is like oh, that he says beside a man. Backwards. I'm pretty sure he said inside a man. I think the rest of it's about <laughs> living in prison, right? Isn't that what it's about? <laughs> inside a man. Uh, okay. What was his only Grammy? He won. He was nominated several times. Only won one Grammy award. He won the he won the Pity Grammy. He did not win Is the Pity correct? Grammy. He was nominated for a Pity Grammy in the nineties, but he, okay. he didn't win the Pity Grammy. He no won idea. for best rock performance by a duo or group with a vocal. Jeff Simons, could you please cue up "Against the Wind." Oh, do I have to? Yes. Because okay. I can't wait to tell you who he beat out. <laughs> Seems like yesterday. But it was long, it was long ago. ago. Jane, it was lovely. She was a queen of my night. There in the darkness with the radio playing low. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's all we got of little yeah. Janie. 
You know, it's the that's same fine. Janie that Bruce Springsteen dated. I don't know if you knew. Yes, that. in uh, Spirit in the Night. You know, that sounds like if you said if you put um, '70s classic rock into Chat GPT and said, "Play a song." That's what Against the Wind sounds like. It's like the electric piano from Super Tramp and the shitty background of uh, Eagle wow. Song wow. with Springsteen lyrics. Yeah. Is All that, right, you... Timmy, is that your favorite? No. That's my it... like. Uh, I, so we've been clear. I don't like him. Yes. That's the actual song that I like. Although you want, to, uh, you want to do a little over under with me? Okay. Okay. That song over under five minutes. Under five minutes and a half. <laughs> no, it's and not. No, it's not. He says we were running, under, running, 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 like for a full over under minute five at minutes. the end, like a cowboy <laughs> rides. It's so endless. Wow. Okay. Uh, night moves over under five minutes. That feels over. Under five twenty-four. Okay. Oh shoot. That's Hollywood nights over under five minutes. Under four fifty-eight. Five oh three. No, that's a no, short one though. Point pretty quick there. It is five minutes and three seconds. <laughs> the fire inside over under. That's five gonna minutes. be like seven and a half. That's over five. That's five fifty-six. And then okay. my favorite. Oh man. Batman do. Oh God, stop. Over uh, under six minutes. No, come, come on, on you got to be three minutes. Over under six minutes. I'm gonna say over. under. Over six minutes for Katmandu. <laughs> no, so stop. I was well, like, it does no, take that, a that, long time that, to get there. This can't be right because this is a really dumb song. All he does is sing the word Katmandu, Katmandu over and over again yeah. over a three chord Chuck Berry song. Yeah. How could it possibly be six minutes? So then I just sort of sat at the bar and poked ahead every 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. And as far as I could tell, it was just the chorus of going, Bad man do, bad man do, bad man do for the entire six minutes. Dude, these songs wow. are unending. What was wrong with this guy? Like, did, did, did he have an injury where he couldn't stop playing them? They're not even interesting songs. There's no solos. There's nothing going on. There's not even a bridge. That's really weird. That's amazing. That's really weird. I don't. Yeah, maybe it's because he had such a struggle trying to get there that once he arrived, he's like, "Okay, I'm I'm going for it." You ain't gonna. Stop it's kind of like this. it's like the MC Hammer of rock music. You just say, "Can't touch this for three and a half minutes." He's like, "Catman do," <laughs> until by the first time you've heard it, you've heard it twice, and Cat you know Man. it. <laughs> uh, so these are my uh, unforgivable Bob Seger songs. Catman do is number one. Main Street. Old time oh. rock and roll, her strut, the horizontal bop. <laughs> Dude, what oh, the Jesus hell? Christ. Then the like a rock era with Chevy, uh, Miami, feel like a number. There are some dogs in Bob Seeger's catalog here. Oh, the oh, thing I that I like, my favorite is that you get like a rock and against the wind. And the fire inside, and they're all the same exact song. So yeah, okay. they're all in the key yeah. of G. I mean, they're the same so song. Shameless. So and it's literally, it's like, you know, when it's ACDC, you're like, I love it. It's the same song. When it's Bob Seger, you're like, oh, Bob, really? Like, yeah. you have to punish I me. Can't again imagine what, a, what a concert sounds like. Like, it's all one, like, well, one you don't song have to imagine, Jeff, because there's like five live albums. There's I know, so it's amazing. many live albums by this guy. So it's I have amazing. a question about that. The The big break he had was Live Bullet in 1976. And yeah. Did, didn't you guys tell me that wasn't this the era or who was the first who like put out a live Frampton. album? 
It's Frampton, right? Frampton comes alive. And what, hey, ready for this? Yeah. Frampton comes alive and Kiss Alive and Live Bullet are not only all double live albums from 1975, they're all recorded in the same concert hall, no Kobo way. Arena in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. Well, they Detroit, were on top of say it. Say what you want. They go out. Like Bob Seeger's a regional nobody. Kobo Hall holds 8,500 people and he records Live Bullet to a sold out 8,500 seat group. And then when he goes to Milwaukee, he's playing like a 100 person club. Yeah. I do miss the kind of regional hit. You could regional be stars. Like, like he he's was a huge gigantic in yeah. star in Detroit and nobody cares at all. Nope. He was almost like a beautiful loser, is what he was. Oh, that song that was on "This Is Bob Seger." That did not work out for me at all. <laughs> um, so he jumps on the live album train. It actually helps. Uh, "Beautiful Loser" sure. becomes a hit off of that, and then, um, and then he's off and running with like a, a three album um, zenith to his career. Uh, but I, I forgot to tell you about. Uh, who lost when Bob Seger's Against the Wind won oh, yeah. the Grammy of 1983? Uh, also up for best rock performance by a duo or, or group with a vocal was Call Me by Blondie. Oh. Brass in Pocket by The Pretenders. Oh. Another One Bites the Dust by Queen. <laughs> and Another Brick in the Wall by Pink Floyd. That's See, amazing. Seeger took it home. I can't believe I can't believe Bob even bothered to wear a suit <laughs> up against those songs. Jeez. So great. So good. I'm All so right. glad that he won. That's amazing. All right, you guys, I'm going to turn it over to you. In and out. Let's go. Bob Seeger, what do you got? Go, Ben. You want to go first, Jeff, or me? I'll go first. I Bob Seeger is um I mean, I feel bad being so rough on the guy. There is there is a version of the Bob Seeger story that's like persistence and passion for something right. might actually right. might win out. Like you can say what you want about the guy. Like he grinded and grinded yep. and just never gave up. Kept showing up. Everything he absolutely had. And all the members of his band have been with him for forever. Nobody's got a bad word to say about the guy. He's obviously like just a earnest, hardworking, well-meaning guy. But like, <clears throat> you know, sometimes you want to be a five-star restaurant and you're just a, you're just a Denny's, but God bless him for being open 24 hours you've a day. Been, if that's you've what been you killing like. Denny's lately. <laughs> Fuck Denny's. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so night moves is my most tolerable Bob Seger song. Cause the version of Bob Seger ripping off better artists that I like most is Van Morrison. Like okay. Bob Seger tries to be Springsteen and fails. He tries to be, the Eagles and fails, he, you know, but when he rips off Van Morrison and has the like female background singers and keeps it kind of quiet and doesn't use that like over the top. My favorite Bob Seger moment is when his voice comes in in Hollywood Nights. Uh-huh. Hollywood Nights has got a pretty badass drum part, like doom that, doom da that, and doom. And I'm like, oh, I kind of like this song. And he comes in, she won't screaming at you from the <laughs> highest part of his register. And I'm like, I'm out. At least Night Moves, he pulls it back a tiny, tiny bit. There's like this mic micro attempt at understatement. And so it's my uh it's my most tolerable Bob Seeger moment. Here it is. All right. All three chords, he's got it right here. Back to back, bringing them together. Yeah, and it's got it's got a minor chord in the chorus though. But he actually oh, sings the words. 
little too tall, could have used a few pounds. Tight pants, points, hollering down. She was a blackhead beauty with big dark eyes. I guess she starts screaming pretty and close. Points her own, yeah. sudden way up high. But this is so too below, honey. Way up firm and high. Out past the cornfields where the woods got heavy. Out in the back seat of my 60 Chevy. He's like if John Cougar Mellencamp stayed John Cougar. You know, like if John Cougar Mellencamp didn't lean into like, I'm going to try to do something artistic. He was like, I'm just going to be Johnny Cougar. That's who I think Bob Seger is. And also, I had never thought that that sounds like Van Morrison. It makes me laugh so hard. It's such a great <laughs> joke where he's like, you know, I, I kind of like that Van Morrison and that, that Tupelo Hunter song is real pretty. If only it was about fucking, then we'd have something. <laughs> <laughs> I write those words. I'd have something. I wish I could put that at the top, but I'm gonna leave that buried here in the podcast because that's that's a great way to kick off this podcast right there. Uh, All right, right, Ben Barton, what are you gonna bring to your your? Oh yeah, so Beverly Hills Cop One, directed by Martin Brest. They want to have a modern sound to it, so they get Harold Faltermeyer to write the actual Foley theme, which I can just give it do 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 stop there, but everybody knows that, right? So that's an actual gigantic hit. It's a bizarre period where Harry Faltermeyer's having hits. Anyhow, along with it, he writes the theme song for the for the movie, which is The Heat Is On. And they're digging around to try and find a useless, washed up white guy to do it. And they settle on Glenn Fry. <laughs> so they bring Glenn Fry. First, they show Glenn Fry the movie, and he describes himself as being bored and not liking it. He goes Uh-oh. in and sings this in a day, plays the guitar solo, gets 15 grand, leaves. It's by a mile the biggest hit of his career. By the way, it's the biggest solo hit by any former Eagle. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's insane. That's that? amazing. I, I was like, it's a bigger, bigger hit. Bigger than, than the Boys of Summer. That's right? amazing. I mean, that song like seemed to play for six months but apparently this was a bigger hit so uh beverly hills cop one is a gargantuan massive hit and if you've seen cop two you know that they did not wander far from cop one with the rest of the <laughs> bring the whole band back they bring harold faltemeyer back harold faltemeyer writes another song for it they bring glenn fry back and the second song is called shakedown now, um, I believe we've already buried Glenn Fry plenty on this podcast. But... Glenn Fry, here's the demo for Shakedown and develops laryngitis. He says, <laughs> I can't sing it. I'm not feeling well. Six days before it has to be in the can for the soundtrack and the movie. Right. They're like, well, where, what other useless white guy can we find? They call up our guy, not busy. He comes in, sings the track, and uh, Shakedown is his biggest hit, a number one hit for Bob Seger. Yes. And yet, Seger was only number one. It. it did not make it on his first greatest hits record. It's on the more greatest hits. I know that he puts Seger. it on more greatest hits. I just killed me. I was <laughs> laughing so hard when I in saw a that. Throwback to Fry. It's unclear. He says he's busy. 
but he won't play the Academy Awards. He doesn't play at the Academy Awards. So who do they get to do it? Who? Little Richard. Little oh Richard God. plays Shakedown at the Academy Awards. And believe me, I scoured the internet <laughs> for that video and it's not available. Oh my oh, God. Oh, shoot. Anyhow, I can't even this, imagine what that sounded like. Both of these songs kill Shake me. Down. He is on absolutely murders me, but he is on. It's the greatest. Yeah. So good. It works do, as soon do, as you turn do, the oven do. on. It works when you walk into a cold <laughs> room and turn the heat on. Anytime you can break it out. <laughs> and then the shakedown, the breakdown, you busted. So good. <laughs> uh, the instrumentation also murders me. It's so dreadful. The song's so bad. It's so embarrassing to me that, like, I assume that Seeker actually wrote this, but it's even worse, I think, that somebody else wrote it for him and just came in and put it in the can. Timmy, I would want you to start at second 43, except why bother? Just go ahead and start at the beginning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Picture little Richard being like, You busted. Oh, that's I like know. Killing sure. me. Oh, that's... Know, having listened to 50 uh, Bob Seeger songs. Yes. He's got some really bad covers. I mean, humiliating yeah. covers. What's he got? He does a cover of oh, Nut Bush yeah, City. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Oh, like, you I know. know. You know yeah. who I can sing better than is Tina Turner. What, what this song needs is me singing me. instead of Tina Turner. Uh, he covers a Wilco song. Oh, I is know. That, right? that, that broke my heart. Yeah, let's California not, Stars. Yeah, let's not talk about uh, California Stars. Yeah, I bet was, he brings the quiet restraint that's emblematic uh, of his career to that song. Um, Although it's a, it's three chords, so that's right up Bob's alley. He does. Uh, he does Chuck Berry's "Say La Vie." He does his own version of "Fortunate Son." Because that was one that really needed a Bob Seger take. Yeah. About it is, so I'm a fan of a good cover, for sure. What I'm not a fan of is just playing the song exactly the same, slower and worse, with your vocals. <laughs> oh, my God, that's amazing. Oh, God, that's Shakedown. By the way, can you hear the influence of Shakedown, though? Because you know what that song sounds exactly like is Eric Clapton's Pretending, which is the number one rock song of the next year. Oh yeah, totally. Ooh, 
Uh, well, she said she was pretending. Like, like fake funky synth yeah, in the background. Yeah, and... synth pop, man. Woo! They were. All right. Well, I'm going to get to what I think is Bob Seger's greatest album, The Distance. Produced by who? Jesus. Not Jesus. <laughs> Jimmy Iovine. Brings no way. Bob Seger in the studio in 1982. This so is this gonna... is after he's been fired by Tom Petty. So he Tom Petty fires him after Long it, After Dark, and so he moves over to Bob Seger. I love it. And and brings Bob Seger down to Muscle Shoals. Um, Bob Seger's guitarist quits because these these session musicians are taking up too much space. And why are we bringing in all these session guys? Uh, and it's because it's the Muscle Shoals guys and they know what they're doing. The drummer is going to quit as well. Um, but it's got my favorite song, Roll Me Away. And um, as you play Roll Me Away, I want the two of you to guess. You can't check. Guess who's playing the piano on it. Took a look down a westbound road Right away I made my choice Headed out to my big two-wheeler I was tired of my own voice Took a beat on the northern plains And just rolled that power on Twelve hours out of Mackinac City Stopped in a bar to have a brew Met a girl, we had a few drinks, and I told her what I decided to do. She looked out the window a long, long moment, then she looked into my eyes. She didn't have to say a thing. Jeff, you probably know this, so don't say it, because I've got a I've got a pretty solid guess, I think. Go right ahead. Ivan is known to travel with your Roy Bitten. That is correct. I, I thousand, a thousand percent agree with that guess. Yep. That is a good call. Um, yeah, Bruce Springsteen's uh piano man comes down to Alabama, records this song and a few others. By the way, family note, uh, I bought six tickets to go see Bruce Springsteen. As he closes oh, out, closes out his North American tour in D.C. So I made my children go see Wilco. Now we're going to go see Bruce Springsteen. Oh, this, you'll have such a good time. And this December, we're going to uh, go see Bob Seger. It's going to be great. It's going to be so good. <laughs> You're not going to go see. He's retired from the I game. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, you know, I've always wanted to have a beer in a roadside bar about 12 hours from Mackinac City, Michigan. I love that you're pretending that you haven't done that. You've had a beer about 12 hours from anywhere in a roadside bar. <laughs> this, this is actually, you once told me about taking that northern route uh, like across 
uh, what North Dakota and stuff. Like, yeah. Did you, did, so he must be talking about Fargo or some. Yeah, some I, I assume so. Yeah. Desolate, desolate place like that. And I also love that this song is like clearly the girl breaks up with him. Like in the last stanza or something, she's like, uh, somewhere along the high road, the air began to turn cold. She said she missed her home. I headed on alone. Yeah. yeah she missed her home. She got tired of you. I, I, bought, I gave, her, I gave her bus fare. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think he just left her at the side of the road. <laughs> right. But then. He's like, you know, I kind of miss home. He's like, ah, get out. <laughs> get out and walk. <laughs> Uh, home is home is back that away. Jeff Simons, this song also includes his Walt Whitman moment. Do you know the lyric? No, I do after, not. After she pieces out, he's like, I could go east, I could go west. It was all up to me to decide. Just then I saw a young hawk flying and my soul began to rise. And pretty soon my heart was singing, roll me away. Well, he, sat- he paid attention in 10th grade English. Good for him. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh, uh, well, By the way, that's the set. That's the second use of the phrase peace out tonight, Tim. I said it very twice? hip tonight. Yes. No. His dad peaced out. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. I got to do that check on my book. Make sure I'm not saying <laughs> peace out too much. <laughs> Page 37. Like, uh-oh. Peace out, dude. Page 38. I got to peace out. <laughs> Every every second paragraph, I'm like, good stuff. Um, All right. Well, oh, what I did want to say was, I think he's Billy Joel. You know, because... I so strongly disagree. He's 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 kind of always... The final knife in the eye. He's always there. He's like a part of our childhood. But then he kept making songs into our adulthood, unfortunately. First of all, he doesn't have a single album... He has, he doesn't have an album that has three songs as good as the best three songs. I mean, there's any of the songs on The Stranger. Like The Stranger's a legit good record. All of those songs are good, and that's definitely not true for Bob Seger. Second, I mean, there's probably like there's I there's I won't say there's ten good Billy Joel songs. There's ten Billy Joel songs I really like for sure. And uh, I, I mean, we, I run out of two. I need someone, uh, a listener who was raised in Detroit, to contact us because does the does a child raised in Detroit have the same feelings about Bob Seger that a child raised in Brooklyn has about Billy Joel? No, they have those feelings about Motown and Stevie Wonder because that was yeah. what was useful in Detroit at the time. <laughs> also, here's the thing. Number of times Bob Seger has sold out Madison Square Garden versus number of times Billy Joel has sold out Madison Square Garden. Uh, they're not they're not equivalent but forces in music. That's his home territory. No, but I mean, Billy Joel has got like a like a half dozen number one hits. He was a gigantic, massive, gigantic. huge star. He played oh, he yeah. played in a stadium in Russia. I mean, like he's a way bigger star than Bob Seger, right. and, and rightfully on. so because his songs are better. Uh, let, me, <laughs> let me just Google Bob Seger Russia. <laughs> the, the, the fire inside video came up. I don't know why. Oh, great. That's, that's awesome. Why. That's, that's By the way, speaking of, speaking of videos, <laughs> if you haven't watched the video of Billy Joel throwing a temper tantrum while playing live in Russia, you have not lived. Oh, that's when he throws true. down his, when uh, he throws his, knocks his piano over and almost hits the keytar player with it. And he's screaming, <laughs> just so let awful. me do my show. It's the oh, greatest. So awful. Uh, all right. I think we've, whether this was a gas up or a pee break, 
Uh, I think we've I covered like Bob Seger's territory. Up and I accidentally ate a whole bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. That's how I feel. I feel oily and sad. <laughs> All right. And we're going to, we're covering the Midwest with our next podcast. We got a wild card Midwest podcast coming. Love it. All Ooh. right. Fantastic. What was the name of Bob Seger's first band? The I'm Ramblin' just... Gamblin' Boys? Yeah. <laughs> All right. You guys have a great, great weekend. Uh, by the way, the Asheville School Volleyball team is now one and two ever since Jeff said nice words about us. Oh, no. We lost both matches this week. Come I on. blame coaching. Uh, <laughs> me, me too. Me too. That's why the book isn't getting written because I'm watching film all day long. I'm coaching at all. It's the egos on the team. It's obvious. <laughs> all right, <laughs> gentlemen. I will talk to you later. Bye. Peace well, out, well done, Timmy. Peace out, <laughs> Welcome to Transforming Forty Five, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Cast. Electric Cast.